0: Hello, I'm Eamon Neff. In order for the story I want to tell you today to be believed, uh, I'm going to need to give you some background information. To understand my childhood and the chaos that reigned within it, you need a cursory knowledge of my father. Kivi is the sort of man who is ruled by sheer impulse, who makes life-altering decisions on a whim. He's a human tempest in a constant battle with the ideas of comfort and stability. He has built illegal saunas in every home we've ever lived in, and he constantly tears down and rebuilds walls within homes with little explanation or warning given. Little to none. Over the years, I have watched my father carry a burning log in his open hand. I have seen him set himself on fire no less than three times, and I have seen him light our kitchen on fire as well. Uh, Less exciting hijinks revolve eating moldy fudge and going back for seconds, added blending toothpicks to smoothies to increase the fiber, stabbing himself with a fork while moaning, uh, fleeing the police, Uh, declaring that cheeseburgers are poison while eating one, and, lastly, breaking our dog out of the pound in uh, jailbreak rather than pay, and this is true, the $10 processing fee. So, you need to have a little understanding of who we're working with for uh, uh, going into this story. See, for as long as I can remember, my father has had this spark. It's a kind of spark that's only visible in the eyes and in the soul. It's the kind of spark that leads you to take action without regard for consequence. It's the kind of spark that makes you ask a couple at a restaurant who are clearly having a private conversation what they're having for dinner, or uh, talk loudly about your masturbation habits at your 12-year-old son's soccer games. It's that kind of spark. To put it simply, it's the spark of madness. Uh, so, finally, just a last little bit of background information. My father has made it a lifelong practice of inviting strangers into our home to live with us. These people have included ex cons, drug addicts, the mentally disabled, future convicts, hippies, etc., etc. It goes on and on. This story is about uh, our unintentional finding of perhaps the most unique group of roommates that I have ever had. When I was 13, my father burst into my room unannounced and he told me we were going to go see a Maasai warrior troupe doing a traditional cultural dance. Or as he phrased it, get up son, we're going to go watch some African guys jump around. To his credit, my father was right. These guys could frickin' jump. We are talking about four foot verticals with nothing more than a slight bend in the knee. After the performance I went to look at the merchandise table and to try to talk with the performers a little bit, there were seven of them. Uh, They couldn't speak English very well so I just found myself mostly looking at their handmade crafts and things of that nature while my dad talked to the troop leader who was also the translator because he was the only one who could clearly speak English. When my dad caught up with me about half an hour later, I saw that the normal little spark in his eyes that's normally, it's its just a spark of insanity, it's a hint, you know? Uh, my dad's not the kind of person who goes running around the streets raving like a madman, it's, it's just a little extra pinch of craziness. But I could tell that today someone had poured fuel on the spark. Um, And as anyone who grew up starting their own fires to keep warm can attest, ignoring a spark can lead to getting burned. And that's what happened to me in this instance, because I made the choice to ignore the flame that I saw in my father's eyes that day, I had learned from experience at that point that the best way to let my dad's ideas burn themselves out was to not engage with them, just not ask him about them, because the quickest way to make his crazy ideas into a reality was to engage him about those ideas. So I just thought, I don't know what he's thinking, but I'm not gonna engage with it. Two weeks later, my father comes into my room unannounced again and he says to me, hey, these guys are gonna be staying with us for a while. I'm like, what guys? Behind him, all seven Kenyan performers walk into my room unannounced. They're all carrying sleeping bags and backpacks and they set them down all over the room. My dad just says, make yourselves comfortable and leaves. As you might imagine, as a 13 year old, I had not intended to share my room with seven adult men. Um, But it's important to understand at this point, That while this, of course, seems crazy to me now, and while it undoubtedly sounds crazy to you, uh, it was normal for me at the time. When you grow up in complete insanity, craziness becomes normalcy, and you don't know how to tell the difference between the two. Over the next few months, I had no space to myself whatsoever. My room was completely taken over. I slept on the couch most nights, or the floor, uh, and I did all of my homework at the dining room table when it wasn't in use. I don't want you to get the impression that this was a tragedy or that these men were totally terrible because they took over a 13-year-old boy's room. Uh, They needed somewhere to stay as badly as uh, anyone else needs somewhere to stay. So I'm not mad at my father for giving them place to stay, although of course it would have been nice to have been considered in that. Uh, I got to teach these men how to play darts, how to swim, how to understand some basic levels of English, and in exchange they taught me some stuff about their culture and gave me a beautiful, magnificent, handmade Kenyan shield that I still have to this day. That said, there were a lot of negatives. these guys' job was to perform at schools and things of that nature, and they were good at it. They'd go out and perform while I was at school, and when they came back, they would celebrate by drinking large bottles of liquor in my room, which I would have to clean up after the weekend. And they often had women over to that they would sleep with, which, um, I've, I've always sort of wondered how men who didn't speak any English convinced women to come have one-night stands in a child's bedroom. I don't know how how someone pulls that off, but I suppose that's a conversation for another time. Um, it came to an end, of course, eventually, I'm 24 now, I'm not still living with these seven Kenyan men, but I gotta say that I never intended, I never would have imagined that as a result of going to see a cultural tradition, I would end up having to wash the sex out of my dinosaur-themed twin bedsheets before I was old enough to have. My first kiss. Um, I'm Eamon Neff. Thank you for listening.